play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining. This is episode 119. And it's officially October. And it is officially October. You're right. It's October 1st. Uh, happy autumn or whatever, right? Happy Halloween because it's <laughs> all month. All the all month of October is Halloween. <laughs> In Utah, they even open up the, the haunted houses and such on the weekends. Back into August, I think. Yeah. I know all of September, but even into August, on the weekends, haunted houses. But now, it's like full-fledged haunted house season. Indeed it is. <laughs> and it's my favorite time of the year. <laughs> Christmas can suck a candy cane. Right? <laughs> and uh, next episode, I think next episode, we're doing a Halloween-themed and horror punk bands and Halloween. That's yes, the same type of picks and stuff, but we're going to throw Halloween and horror punk yeah. As our choice. Couple of a uh, couple of themed episodes this month, but yeah, the Halloween I'm looking forward to. Yep, and the one after that, we might as well talk. Uh, I think it's the one after that, right? Yes. Yeah, the one right after we're doing a tribute to Todd Youth because right. it'll be one year since we lost him. Yes. So a couple good ones uh, coming up. Also coming up, or just released, some uh, some new music. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So Snuff came out with "There's a Lot About It" on September 20th. Hangman. With one by one, September twentieth. Blink one eighty two with nine on September twentieth. I st- I never listened to it. Did you even hear anything? <laughs> <laughs> I heard one song and I was like, uh, no, I'm I'm saying nine to nine. <laughs> uh, the Dirty Nil came out with the Idiot Victory single on September twentieth. Selfish Things with logos September twentieth. Condemned eighty four released when they stick the knife in. And One in a Million Voices, A-B-Side single there, September 23rd. Neck had a split with Rat Bones. It's an EP, September 25th. Unity TX with Mad Boy, September 25th. If you're into that mix of kind of punk hardcore with, I don't know what else to call it besides rap, then right. go check out that Unity TX. I listened to a little bit. A couple of the tracks are pretty cool. Uh, good album gonna be playing something off that probably in a couple episodes because we got some themed episodes coming up but Giorgio Gobo Passion and Sacrifice he actually sent that album to me to listen to last week I've listened to it a bunch already so I'm looking forward to getting that included on the show also Butane Regulators with hashtag bring your nan on September 26th Uh, a lot of stuff we're still we're like halfway through the list not even that (laughs) See you, Space Cowboy, with the correlation between entrance and exit wounds, September 27th. Stone Lions necking on and kicking off, September 27th. No Parents with Middle Ground EP, September 27th. Street Outlaws with the Street Outlaws, self-titled there, September 27th. And then, love this band name, Sad Neutrino Bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know what it means, I just enjoy saying it. They came out with the Space Ending 7-inch on September 27th, and then 5 Cent Psychiatrist, 8 Songs, September 29th. Now They've been on the show. Now that's a name. Right? <laughs> They've been on the show. Definitely going to play something off of there coming up. I just uh, didn't even know about it ahead of time. I found out about it on September 29th, so we'll play something again 
uh, after these upcoming themed episodes because uh, none of these bands I'm talking about really fit into the Todd Youth tribute or Halloween. So we'll get to them after. Warboy came out with Decline single today, October 1st. Also, Undercover Monsters came out with Creatures of the Night. The Undercover Monsters play Rocky Horror today. And I've already included one of those tracks for the Halloween episode next week. So thank you, Undercover Monsters. Just Friends with Stupid Single came out today as well. It was actually pretty cool. Uh, I hadn't wasn't familiar with it, came across it, Listen, I like it. Lagwagon, Railer. We're going to talk more about Lagwagon later, but they're coming out this Friday, October 4th. And they're also in town tonight here in Salt Lake. The Eradicator with Peak Eradicator, October 4th. Box Jellies with Smack, October 4th. Grade 2 with Graveyard Island. I've heard the couple pre-release tracks on that. They're great. Uh, looking forward to seeing them at Rock the Ship. And then that's October 11th. And also the follow-ups with Don't Like You Either. October 11th. Going to get to talk more about them here after a couple tracks. So a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always forget stuff. Find stuff later. Sometimes it doesn't make the list because it doesn't fit the window there. So let us know what we missed. Exactly. We can't get everything. No. I try, try, try to kind of put it all together and whatever. Anyway, let's actually play some music. Enough of me talking, at least. <laughs> Eric, why don't you talk about what you picked? So, last week, you may have remembered, I talked about a band called Bane, and we played some stuff from their last album. And I mentioned that uh, Aaron Bedard continued on in music in another band that I couldn't remember the name. Well, that band name is Antagonized. And they released an album just last August, or I should say this August. <laughs> August 14th of this year. August 14th of this year. Thank you. There you go. And it is a beater. It is riffs upon riffs and breakdowns and a lot of just straightforward shouting and a lot of great stuff on that EP, on that album. Because I heard the EP they did a while back. I think it was released in 20. Uh, 18, maybe 2017, so. something around there. And it was a good EP. It had a lot of bangers on there. And one of them actually made it into this full length, which is titled Slip Death. <clears throat> and you can listen to it. It's available for streaming in full. And I chose the song from that record, Hope Dies Last. I think it has a lot of great riffs on there. And I think it's got a very pummeling breakdown. Probably the better ones on this record. If you didn't listen to the last episode... Bands from Boston. Bane's from Boston. This band's from Boston. Yes. Uh, on They're on Triple B Records. So like you said, it's available. If you want to go buy it, you can buy it digitally also on their Bandcamp page and also on the Triple B Records Bandcamp page. There you go. This is a quick one. Let's get into it.
that was it. Oh, yeah. The thing that really stood out to me on that one were the drums. They are just so manic in that song. Right? You know, you just never, you just never think they're going to take a break. And they don't, really. They, just, <laughs> they pause a little bit, build it up, and then when you think it's going to slow down, nope, it picks right back up again. <laughs> all right, so the next one uh, I picked, uh, you know, I don't shout out enough all the, the great people, the great labels, the great music sources that share music with us. A lot of them do. Definitely greatly appreciated. Some of the stuff that comes through is really not what I would say my cup of tea. But a lot of times it does come through. And so a lot of the stuff, especially new tracks, that's where I'm, I'm picking a lot of them up. So thank you to uh, Wall of Sound PR. Thank you to uh, who else? We got Paper and Plastic shares a bunch of stuff. Earshot Media and all that. So one of these, th- that's where I got this from. So Day Yay, D-E-H hyphen Y-E-Y. That's the name of the band. And so when I heard it, it reminded me of the band Slaves. We talked about Slaves last week, and I think I mentioned Slaves was coming to Utah. Well, there's a, there's two different band Slaves. And there's one based out of California. They do kind of some emo pop punk or something. That's the one yeah. that's coming. I'm incorrect. I'm not going to that show at the Royal. Uh, <laughs> okay. But the Slaves <laughs> that I do like, they are based out of the UK. It's a two-piece band. If they were here, I'd absolutely be there. But it's not the one... Uh, but this band also shared out on one of those sources, so thank you. Uh, this band, Deye, came out with this track, uh, Denefijians. How fuck? How do you say that? I think it's Denefijians. All right, so Eric's uh. got it. Denefijians. <laughs> Uh, 431. I don't know what that's supposed to be. I even tried to Google it, and the only thing that would come up is this song. So I don't know if it has any special meaning, but I like it. It reminds me a lot of the band Slaves, and guess what? It turned out to be a two-piece band from Chester, UK. So another UK band, another two-piece band, and I, I find, in, for me, a lot of similarities. They released it as a single, but they have a split coming up. We'll talk about that uh, probably on the next episode as when, it, when it's coming up newer. But in the meantime, let's listen to this. Came out September 13th. Let me know what you think when we're done.
What did you think there? Well, I do feel a lot of similarities uh, in correlation to Slaves. Uh, you know, despite the fact that it's a two-piece band, and they definitely have that wall of sound coming in, and you know, the singer shouts his vocals, and there's a lot of shared aggression. I say the one key difference is that Slaves had a bit more of that, uh, a bit more of a straightforward rock element, sure. whereas the rock element is here in a uh, what is it, Daye? Daye. Daye. <laughs> uh, but I feel like they have more of an industrial edge. Like I was feeling right. a lot more. You know, kind of mid-career, early 90s ministry. I was okay. hearing a lot of uh, early Nine Inch Nails as well. When they were still like on the heavier side, but still not quite into the metallic realm yet. So that's kind of how I felt about Daye. They're a bit more of an industrialized version of Slaves. Still good, nonetheless. Like, they, that was a banger right? <laughs> that they just released. What uh? So when bands like that, those two pieces, obviously you have a guy on the drums, one guy sings, and Slaves, the drummer, is... The singer. Yes. And then you have uh, Laurie Vincent. He's over on guitar. So I imagine something similar here. Maybe not necessarily who's singing, but as far as how the guitar works, they have something, right, where, I, I don't know, is it tuning? Is it the specific type of guitar that kind of gives it? It's kind of a fuzz sound, but it's also kind of, you know, for the lack of having a bass guitar in there, kind of gives it a, you know, a, yeah. a deeper sound to the actual guitar. I would say like um, it would have to do with a string gauge and a specific tuning. And that's usually reserved for a lot of uh, doom metal bands, a lot of uh, a lot of drone stuff where okay. trying to reach a uh, trying to reach a tone that's not necessarily uh, on a bass but can also be held with a guitar. So, like okay. you can still hit power chords on there just as easily on a guitar, but the gauges of the strings are just uh, they're like one level thicker. Okay. So you can so you can tune down low and it won't be as loose. It'll still be a tight wound guitar string. And then as for the fuzz effect, I assume he's just running it through like a, a certain amount of pedals and sure. getting a, uh, getting some type of sound, which makes sense if you're in a two-piece band. You need to, and if you're trying to achieve a very loud, very broad sound, you need to have a multitude of effects that you can use right. and that you have at your disposal because your your hands are busy up here right. <laughs> playing the actual notes. So you got to... You gotta bust out uh, the edge from right. YouTube and just like use some certain pedals to play on that thing. <laughs> All right, so let's do one more new one. The this is the follow-ups. So the follow-ups have been on the show. If you want to go back to episode thirty-eight point five, if you haven't heard it, you should go back. It's March twenty eighteen. It was a what's new episode, playing a bunch of stuff that was new in February that year, and we had the follow-ups on the show. So they're coming out with a new record, just like I told you at the beginning of the show. It comes out October 11th, 2019, so coming out soon. And this track is called Crystal Lake. The album's called Don't Like You Either. These guys are from Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. <laughs> I thought they were from Crystal Lake. <laughs> it's a cool track. Go watch the video. They've already released the video for this. Get you. 
so you know, that evil laugh wasn't part of the song. That was just Dustin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So I probably could have played that one. Maybe it's Halloween-ish themed. You know, a movie that is traditionally viewed at Halloween time of year. It's Friday the 13th. Well, I mean, it's just a... I was going to say, it's a good way to start off October. Right. You know? It's like, hey, Absolutely. Crystal Lake, that's got a Halloween-themed-esque uh, theme to it. Right? <laughs> uh, I really like the follow-ups. Cool guys. Go back and watch some of their other videos. They're, they're great. Uh, really looking forward to the rest. Uh, you know, all, all I've heard so far is Crystal Lake, so looking forward to the rest of that stuff coming out here in about a week and a half. Uh, let's do some uh, older, lesser-known stuff. Go check out, uh, you know, those bands, Day Yay, uh, Antagonize, the follow-ups, new stuff, all, you know, within the last month and a half. And still yep. forthcoming. But so, older, lesser-known, you picked a Salt Lake City band. Yes, I did. One of the first Salt Lake City bands I ever got into as a young, aspiring punk rocker. <laughs> when I first started uh, going to shows and also first started going to Ranch Records and learned about the local scene... This band, called Handy Capitalist, was one of the first bands I was ever introduced to. They had their uh, their self-titled EP at Ranch Records in a little in a little DIY case that you get at Office Max, a little paper one. Open it up, it's a burned CD with in Sharpie, Handy Capitalist, and their logo, which is a ripoff of Black Flag's The Bars, but each bar is in the shape of Utah. <laughs> and I just instantly fell in love with this. I'm like, I gotta get this. And it was like, how much? And Brad's like... Oh, it's free with purchase, man. Just take it. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So this is my first Salt Lake City Band CD that I own. <laughs> and I listened to that a bunch when I was in, uh, I think I was a senior in high school at that point. And, okay. you know, as I got, and when I got out of high school, I started going more to local shows. I'm like, oh, so Handicapolis is playing. Now I get to see this band live. That's awesome. And yeah, there were a three piece that they, yeah, at that point they were a three piece and they were like, uh, I don't know, there was just a force about those guys that really drew me to them. They were just grimy, dirty, crust punk kids with like this attitude behind all their music. And on, t- yeah, and on top of that, they rarely played shows. I've only seen them play like maybe uh, five or six times before they ultimately decided to disband. Okay. That's yeah, because the, the lone surviving member, uh, Jay, he was like, yeah. Uh, I think it's done now. <laughs> we haven't done anything or really said said much in the past few years. So Handicapolis is no more, which sucks, but I get it. Well, if you look around, I think I found on Reverb Nation, maybe. That's might have been where I found yep. stuff. So you can look for <laughs> That's them on how Reverb old they Nation. Are. <laughs> uh, Handicapolis, it was a self-titled album, just like you said. came out July 17th of 2011. And they ha- on their Facebook page, they have a handful of quotes about the band. And since you do writings for Slug Magazine, yep. I took the couple from Slug Magazine. Uh, first, the came from Slug Mag, March of 2011. It's the complete live punk band experience, minus the flying Pabst cans. <laughs> and the second one came from Slug Mag, February of 2012. It says, Handy Capitalist foregoes any attempt to be poetic. That's so, true. Their if, lyrics are straightforward. <laughs> if that gives you an idea what you're coming in for, this is what this is it. What do we got? We got the song Boss Man. It's you can guess what it's about. <laughs> it's about work and the people who you work with and the people who you work for and why they suck. <laughs> I just love it's got a very old school hardcore approach with it with the 
with just this crawling bass line, as you yeah. hear. And then the guitar, and then the drums will come in later, and it just explodes. Love it. Handy Capitalist. Yep. Go check them out at Reverb Nation now. There's a handful of songs from that Handy Capitalist there. Yeah, they got six more just like it. (laughs) (laughs) Alternating vocals between the drummer and the bassist. You know, you got in typical crust punk format, you got both female and male vocals alternating. That's awesome. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful band. I miss you. Uh, The next one, a band that reached out to me, it's been a while, and I apologize to. The Hi-Fi Ninja. Been meaning to play this. Went back through my list. Made a whole bunch of lists of, of bands, tracks that I want to get on. And so this is one of them. It's not really older. It's just under a year old. So November 9th of 2018. It's, this band is from Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> and they're a three-piece. I've been pointing this out because we're playing a lot of three-piece and two-piece bands on this episode. Just coincidence. Not, not what we were intending on doing. Just turns out to be that way. Uh, they're on Snubbed Records. They've been a band since 2007, so they've been around for a while. This is off of the album Tattered and Torn, and the track's called Black and Blue.
case I didn't point it out, Tattered and Torn was an EP. And based on the band name, the Hi-Fi Ninja, is that what you were expecting? I really had no idea what to expect <laughs> from that. But now that I hear it, I mean, the <laughs> the music is pretty swift, pretty clean. I'm kind of like a ninja is. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, those drums, they were just like, they felt so well-rounded. <laughs> kind of a swing. Right. That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was like, it's like, it feels like you can do traditional dancing to this. Maybe like you can boogie to that. <laughs> well, maybe that's what you get when you get a band out of Paducah, Kentucky. <laughs> uh, anyway, a lot of cool bands, a variety of sounds thus far, right? I mean, we've done some hardcore. I don't even know what day yay is, but it's a two-piece wall of sound. <laughs> that's what we're going to call it. An industrialized wall of sound. There you go. <laughs> uh, hi, that was the Hi-Fi Ninja again. Came out last year, November. We're going to talk about a band out of Boston. They're touring. So there's a bunch of bands touring with them. Uh, they're doing a tour with Clutch. So it's Dropkick Murphys and Clutch, but they're being supported by Hatebreed and Amigo the Devil. <laughs> yes. So a bunch of cool bands all together, an odd variety. We were discussing this before we started recording here. And such an odd variety of bands. I know. I mean, I hear uh, on Jasta's, Jamie Jasta's podcast, he actually tries to get Hatebreed on tours that people wouldn't expect him to go on. Like, I remember last year when I saw them, they were touring with Guar. Right. <laughs> so that's completely stylistically different. And that was just, like, uh, two bands that I saw. And now I'm seeing four bands, four artists, all of whom I enjoy for different reasons. You know, I love Dropkick, love Clutch, love Hatebreed, and I love Amigo. But I'm their super fans are completely polar opposites of each other. Sure. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about this a little bit. You got Hatebreed or, like, these really hardcore... You know, maybe just out of prison, probably straight edge guys. And they're going to be thrown into a mix with a bunch of uh, stoners with uh, with the clutch crowd and a lot of drinkers with the Dropkick Murphys crowd. And you're going to get these weird little folk punk kids who are all here for Amigo the Devil. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bizarre lineup to say the least. And I'm just, if anything, I just want to go just to see all the clashes of cultures and see what happens. <laughs> well, they are coming. They're out on tour tonight. August or October, August, October 1st, by the time uh, you hear this show, you should have already been at the show if you're there in St. Paul, Minnesota. <laughs> and on October 3rd, they'll be in Moorhead, Minnesota, uh, West Fair Amphitheater there on October 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa. So hopefully it's warm there. Amphitheater sounds like that's outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> the First Bank Center in Denver, Colorado on October 5th, and this Sunday at the Union Event Center here in Salt Lake City. October 8th, they'll be at the Hollywood Palladium in L.A., the park at the park, park at the park, Petco Park. That's a lot of park in that. <laughs> that, that that's in San Diego. I didn't misread that. I, I read it a couple times. Yes, that's October 9th, so go to San Diego. Aftershock Festival, October 11th in Sacramento. Uh, they'll be with Haybreed at the Brooklyn Bowl in the Brooklyn Bowl in Las Vegas. That's October 12th. Got some weird names here. So I'm just going to read where they're going to be at. The, the names are starting to throw me off here. <laughs> so they'll be in Boise uh, on October 14th, Seattle October 15th. And so that kind of sums up the rest of this tour. But if you want to check them out over in Europe, uh, Dropkick Murphys, January 31st, will be in Mannheim, Germany, February 1st, Amsterdam, February 2nd, Fredericksburg, Denmark, February 3rd, they'll be in Oslo, Norway, uh, February 4th, Gothenburg, Sweden. February 6th, 
Hamburg, Germany, Brussels, Belgium on the 7th of February, Paris, back-to-back shows on February 8th and 9th, Dortmund in Germany on February 11th, Hanover, Germany, February 12th, uh, Schumnitz, Germany on February 14th. Oh, Valentine's Day. If you're in Schumnitz, Germany, you know where <laughs> you need to be. <laughs> That's the uh, best gift you can give. Right? Bern, Switzerland on February 15th. February 17th is Milano, Italy. February 18th is Vienna, Austria. Munich on the 19th. And they're going to wrap that up in Europe. February 21st in London, Awesome. Go check these guys out. I'm a big fan. So to celebrate Dropkick Murphy's coming to town, we're going to play Going Out in Style, the title track off of Going Out in Style. Came out March 1st, 2011. Yep. <laughs> this is definitely one they play at a lot of shows. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the big singles from that album. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Love Dropkick Murphys. It's going to be a good turnout. They usually are. We were both of us at the Rancid show, Rancid Pennywise, English Beat, Iron Reagan this last week. Same place, Union Event Center here in Salt Lake. Same mismatched lineup as well. Right? <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but it turned out great. Uh, you know, huge fan of Rancid. Probably my favorite band. Uh, that's why I've done shows dedicated to them and Tim Armstrong and <laughs> Lars Fredrickson, Brandon Steinecker, Matt Freeman. All of them. Love them all. But Pennywise was phenomenal as well. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything less from those bands. Salt Lake City, we, I've had discussions before. I mean, th- those two bands are for sure bands that the Salt Lake City punk scene turns out for, and Dropkick Murphys is also on that list. Plus, oh yes, I think uh, in Salt Lake, the, the metal and the hardcore bands usually get pretty good attendance too. So, I mean, mixing in Clutch, Hatebreed, Dropkick Murphys, uh, it's going to be packed over at the Union Event Center this oh, Sunday. Yeah. And the Union Event Center is a huge venue. Yeah. Like, like I, that was uh, that Rancid show was my second time going there, and I got to explore the venue a little bit more. I went to the upstairs area because it was finally open, and I got to see the bar area, and I was like, wow, this is huge. This is like as big as the salt hair. Right? That's <laughs> the same impression I got when I was there. It's like a more polished version of salt hair. Yeah, and a closer <laughs> one. Too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so those turned out good. Those were shows that we went and saw last week. Uh, both enjoyed that. Looking forward to the ones this weekend. I went and saw Harrington Saints. Crowd was a little small, unfortunately. I've been talking about this for a while. But, man, those guys put on a show. Super fucking amazing. I loved it. I posted a couple videos. They're going to be at Rock the Ship. So go uh, get out to Oakland. Uh, show tickets are still available. They're playing on that Friday night. But there's still a bunch of other stuff. The Harrington Saints, I'm I'm a big fan, so of course I enjoyed it. I loved it. Uh, my, my album pick this week, when it comes up, it was because it was one of the tracks they were playing while they were getting ready to warm up. They were in between Press Gang Union and uh, Harrington Saints. Right. I heard the track, like, oh, shit, <laughs> I haven't heard this in forever. And so that's my, it turned out to be my album pick this week. So we'll get to that in a moment. You also went to another show, so let's watch talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. Yes. Uh, we're doing sound effects, not even trying to. So, yes, I did go to another show. I went to the final show at the Underground. Now, the Underground, we mentioned it a few times on the show. It was a local dingy hole-in-the-wall venue that uh, also wasn't even legal. You know, I could say that now because it's closed down, and <laughs> that's the reason why it was closed down. The city caught on, saw that we were operating a venue without a permit, sent, sent us a cease and desist pretty much, and now there's uh, no more shows there. And the show itself was phenomenal a lot of people turned up from all walks there were metalheads there there were punks there a lot of uh, a lot of people showed up for the acoustic shows and because we had uh tk vanderbilt uh there was mc casey of wicked bears playing an acoustic set and there was peter subach from formerly known as uh uh let's see as tiger or spobo that was his uh, that was his moniker for a long time. Whenever he did acoustic shows, but he doesn't go by that anymore. He okay. just he just plays as himself, and <laughs> he's got a bit of a Johnny Cash thing going. He's got just dresses all in black, you know, and he's got like uh, cross stitching of Salt Lake City bands on his shirt. So he's got like Mandalore on one. He's got PSO on the cuffs and cool. a lot of different other things on there. Um, and yeah, speaking of Mandalore, they played as well. Fittingly enough, because uh, Conrad ran the underground for a while before passing it off to Derek who ran it up until its last days. And then it closed out with sonnets, which was my first time seeing them. And I heard the name sonnets. I heard them around, but I never got a chance to see them and they were phenomenal. Like 
they brought that entire room to a swell. Like everybody That's was cool. moving. You know, whether it was just bobbing their heads, head banging, people were singing along to the songs, and eventually in the last couple of minutes they got you know, it just broke up into a mosh pit. And I just thought to myself, this is the last time I'm going to mosh in this venue, so I'm just going to get right in it. <laughs> but, yeah, just super amazing band, great great presence, great live performance. Kale Morris himself is just an amazing vocalist. I've seen him perform in I Buried the Box With Your Name, his other band. But Sonnets is definitely something, uh, definitely a sight to behold both on and off the album, which they will be releasing uh, an LP, they said, Hopefully later this year. They didn't give a specific date, obviously, because it's still up in the air, but but keep your eye out for that. So, yeah, Underground, I'm really sad to see it go. Having performed there a bunch, seen millions of shows there. You know, some some bands I would never have expected to play there. Some bands I saw there before they got big, so I have some uh, bragging clout <laughs> that I can bring on that. One, for example, I could say that I saw one of Gate Creeper's first Salt Lake City shows at the Underground. Cool. Yeah, and now they're a big death metal band that everyone loves. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that was the that's a bit of the shows that I saw there. A lot of it was being recorded with GoPros and other films, and a lot of people were there taking pictures. So it's definitely you'll definitely be able to see snapshots of it. Well, look that up, the Underground SLC. Yeah. Hopefully so hashtag that. Hopefully another hopefully another venue will pop up of this caliber because i love the dingy atmosphere i love that it was just a simple diy room that we were renting out and just everyone was there volunteering at the yeah you know, as a doorman or as a parking man that's cool yeah and i was there i was there a lot so sad to see you go <laughs> well there's a ton of shows we went and saw these this last week coming up because we're not even going to get to all these bands on the touring segment, but I'm going to briefly mention. So first up, tonight, we're going to talk about this here in a moment, but face-to-face lag wagon. And then tomorrow, Dreadful Children coming in from, I believe it's in Seattle. So that great show there. The Complex is going to host uh, Amon Amarth. Is that what I said right? Amon Amarth. Amon Amarth with Arch Enemy. So that's at the Complex Thursday. We're going to talk more about that when we do metal uh saturday we got some great hardcore bands with knocked loose rotting out uh coming through stick to your guns all going to be here and that's going to be also at the complex on saturday if you're into bands like saliva uh my buddy's band's opening for them outside infinity they're <laughs> going to be at leatherheads and then the venomous pinks are going to be here uh, also Saturday at the Beehive. We talked about Clutch, Dropkick Murphys, Hatebreed, Amigo the Devil. And then up through next Wednesday, if you're into some hard rock, I guess more hard rock than metal, but Hailstorm and Godsmack, and then uh, the Punk Show at the Complex will be Sum 41 and Senses Fail. So October is turning out to be quite the month of uh, shows here. And that's just through October 9th. Plus, yeah. you and I have each already seen two within the last week. Those are September, but still. Oh, yeah. Shaping up to be quite a few great shows. Hopefully I have some more stories next week. <laughs> right? Well, speaking of the bands, like we were talking about, Lagwagon, they're here tonight with Face to Face. Unfortunately, neither of us are going to be able to go, but your great cover-to-cover album is Lagwagon. Let's talk about it. So Lagwagon, the album Hang, came out in 2014, and this will probably round out my trilogy of great albums that came out that year that I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> It's not my fault. 2014 was just a good year. It was a good year. So yeah, Lagwagons Hang marked their return to the studio after their 2005 record. Uh, 
can't remember the name. I'm, I'm bad with album names, but... Hey, we'll get to that one in yeah. just a second. Why don't we talk about the first track you want to play? Yeah, we'll talk about the first track. We'll talk about Drag. This is actually one of the first singles that came out for this record, because it was uh, uh, performed by Joey Cape, uh, but simply just acoustic. Okay. And then it made its way onto the Hang record. And the thing that I love uh, most about this record that is detailed in this song is there's a lot of... there's a it's a different sound that Lagwagon has. They've evolved from being of a straightforward, uh, kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek skate punk band with three-part harmonies to add in a lot of metal overtones in here. There's a lot of stuff that reminds me of metalcore and even as far back as Black Sabbath. And there's a there's a little guitar duo thing that goes on between both guitarists of Lagwagon uh, after the second chorus of this song. And... I just didn't expect that to come from Lagwagon. Nine years after not making a record, and I thought this hang was phenomenal. Well, let's check out this track. It's called Drag. Yes. That's drag. The album, I found the album. Did you find the album? Yes, I don't I want did. to steal your thunder. All right, go ahead. So what was the, the album you were looking for? Oh, no, I was looking at this one. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Resolve. That was the name of the album then. So yeah. uh, they've been consistently a fat records band. Uh, want to put that out there. Shout out to any fans of fan, fat records. But in 2005, the album Resolve plus Live in the Dive, both yeah. released by Lagwagon. So Resolve was the album. That's the album name you were looking for. Yes, and that's what it was. Railer <laughs> is coming out this Friday, though. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where Lagwagon takes it in this new one. Will they go go back in sort of a return to form, or will they continue on with this sound? I hope it's the latter, because I really loved this album. I loved it more than pretty much any other Lagwagon album I heard. More than Resolve, then. Yeah, more than Resolve. <laughs> Resolve is a good one, you know, and... Uh, you know, talk about feelings, you know, the classic ones that came out back then. You know, you can't really touch those, but Hang is solid. I felt like it really hit me, hit home for me. That's good. Well, uh, like I said, came out in 2014. They're from Santa Barbara. Didn't point that out. Sound like a California band, no. Uh, again, Fat Records, man. They that's uh, You should see all the releases they have. Like, everything oh, yeah. is Fat Records. It's, it's fantastic that they've uh, stuck with the same label and vice versa for yeah. so long it's impressive 
Yeah, especially in the 2010s, there was a lot of old school bands, you know, putting out records on that label. Right. You know, because Face to Face came out with Protection shortly afterwards. Then there was, uh, it was I think, Strung Out released uh, tr- uh, Transmissions on that one back in 2015. And then they had, like, just barely signed bands like Pears and Bad Cop, Bad Cop and Toy Guitar that were making a lot of noise back then. So all cylinders, all cylinders were firing. That's awesome. Well, this is their other track. It's called In Your Wake. In Your Wake. That's it. Wagon playing with Face to Face, even H2O for a bunch of shows coming up all over the U.S. for pretty much the whole month of October. Then they're going to go over to the U.K., uh, over to Europe, do a bunch of shows over there in November. So uh, look them up. Again, doing tons of shows. A bunch of those are with Face to Face. So you get to see two great bands and even three great bands. For all the shows that H2O joins with those bands, it's pretty cool. Unfortunately, it's going to be an H2No show for Salt Lake City. Yep, that is true. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> but when you get over to the East Coast, I think it was East Coast shows. Either way, look them up on Facebook. You can find that out. Face to Face, Lagwagon, that's Lagwagon. That's his great cover-to-cover album, Hang. <laughs> hang. You're the next to hang. Uh, my great cover-to-cover album, again, I was briefly talking about it at the Harrington Saints show. I heard a track. It's going to be track number two. Uh... This first track's awesome, but the band Unseen, are you a fan of the Unseen? Um, a little bit, yes. Okay. Like, the, uh, the first couple albums I wasn't too into, but when they did, uh, when they progressed into the 2000s, I was like, okay, these guys are getting better. Well. <laughs> For me. This is a band, or the album from 1998. This is from October 20th, 1998. The album's called Last, or not Last, Lower Class Crucifixion. If you're not familiar with the Unseen, they're from Boston, uh, two great songs right here. I like the album. It's really good. 
the first track is called Goodbye America. Goodbye, America. Fuck you, America. Right? <laughs> All right. Big fan. Uh, I like the end scene. I love this album. Uh, this is the song I heard playing. Hadn't heard it in a while. I thought, fuck, I haven't even played Unseen on the show yet. <laughs> They're due. And so, again, the album's Lower Class Crucifixion came out October 20th, 98. That was my first year ago. of college. <laughs> 11 years ago, man. Yeah. Uh, this is Children of the Revolution. Check this event out if you haven't seen them. The Unseen haven't done anything too active, I think, in the last year. But they played PRB Club Show with Subhumans. I was at uh, that show. Were you? Nice. Yeah, that's one thing I got to commend the Unseen for is their live shows are wild. I bet.
revolution starts now. It's already started. It's just a slow burner. <laughs> uh, that was Unseen. Again, album's called Lower Class Crucifixion. First track, Goodbye America. That one, Children of the Revolution. Love me some good old school street punk. I'll have to go and revisit that album again. It's pretty good. Yeah. I've uh, listened to The Unseen in years, and when I went back to it, it was like State of Discontent and stuff like that, which I love those albums, right? still do, but I never got quite into their 90s stuff. So, well, There's a lot of music, and sometimes I just forget you know, some stuff to get back to, and I'm glad I heard that one the other night at the Harrington Saints show, Yeah, because I went back and listened to the album, and like, yep, I'm going to play this on the show, moving some albums out of the way, just so I can play it this week, because that's how badly I wanted to play it. I hope you enjoyed. Let's do some metal tracks. Let's get the show wrapped up. You're up first. Uh, my first track from from Stockholm, Sweden, the Nordic themed Viking death metal band Amanamarth. If you are a fan of Thor, you're a fan of Asgard, then you will be a fan of this song, Guardians of Asgard, from Twilight of the Thunder Gods, seminal album. From this metal band. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I like that. <laughs> this came out, uh, shit, 11 years ago yesterday. In 08. I was still in high school back <laughs> then. Like, it was... And I remember 08 was like a big year for metal because there was a new album from Slipknot, a new album from Metallica, new album from ACDC, and uh, Disturbed and Judas Priest, and this one, Amon Amarth. And everyone's like... Who in the hell is Amon Amarth? <laughs> but some They've of been us around. Got, they yeah. started in 92. They've been around for a while. No, oh, yeah. They're coming up on 30 years as a band. Not a lot of us were like privy to the imported bands, especially sure. from uh, especially from Sweden, because we were still pretty young back then. Right. And we weren't aware of like the influence that had on the metalcore scene with Azalea Dying and Killswitch Engage, because a lot of that came from the Swedish death metal sound. And then a Monomarth came in, and it was the image that really sold it on people. It was like, ooh, it's all Vikings and stuff like this. <laughs> it's like, all right, what what do these guys got to say? And they got a pretty huge uh, fan base over here in uh, America. And this is like the second time they've come back in like five years, maybe. Because the first time I saw them was in Murray Theater. It was a wow, yeah, and it sold out while I was in line waiting to buy a ticket. And I was. I was really fucking bummed because I'm like, I should have bought my ticket beforehand. And my friend in line was like, you should have bought it beforehand. I'm like, I know. I didn't want to pay the service fees, you know. Right. And uh, But then I noticed my friend was handing out flyers. He worked at Murray Theater. And I asked him, dude, is there any way you can like get me into the show? He's like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of uh, will call tickets that I was keeping for some friends. You can have one. So I was holding up the ticket in front of in front of my friends, like, yeah, I got into the show for free now. <laughs> got to a sold out show for free, and they they killed it on stage. That was one of the best live metal performances I've ever seen. That's They're awesome. definitely top three for me. So I hope I can. I'm gonna try and make it to this one if I got the funds for it. Like I said, a lot of shows. A lot of shows. Not a lot of money. <laughs> They're here this week. Let's check out Guardians of Asgard. Yes.
Yeah. Oh, That's what yeah. they are. <laughs> so, yeah, you can expect a lot of uh, braided beards and uh, Thor hammer necklaces and... Uh, giants? Giants. And I mean <laughs> giants. Have you seen Amon Amarth fans? They are six foot 17. <laughs> uh, all the tall guys are going to be coming out of the woods. Oh, yeah. And they're going to bring their uh, tiny girlfriends as well. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's cool. They're here this week. My metal pick also here this week. Talked about him with him now. We talked about Dropkick Murphy's clutch is going to be in town as well. But I picked Hatebreed. Destroy Everything is the track. Probably one of my absolute favorite metal tracks ever. Jamie Jost, in my opinion, did this one right. Uh, you know, Amon Amarth started in 92. That album came out in 08. Hatebreed started in 94. This album, Supremacy, came out August 29th of 06. So it just hit 13 years. Yeah. Pretty Man. awesome. They're from Connecticut. They're not from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And they're not giants. But what they do is... Destroy everything! Everything. Destroy everything! Destroy everything! Destroy everything! 
destroy everything. that oh it's amazing what simple open note riffs can do <laughs> they have their place yes and, and hate breed songs they definitely use them almost to the point of exploitation <laughs> <laughs> uh that's awesome yes. love that song great track big fan of hate breed uh gonna be in town so hopefully i'm uh, i'm there on sunday hopefully we're there on sunday oh i'm definitely a lot of great there. bands i'm gonna find a way right <laughs> if i if i have to sacrifice going to a monomarth then i'll definitely choose the hate breed uh dropkick show right though technically i should go to a monomarth because i've seen them less and i've never seen arch enemy and i've never seen at the gates love both those bands though right. so I don't know. I'm really torn. <laughs> a lot of good bands coming through, and then uh, all the hardcore bands coming on Saturday. So there's a lot to choose from here in Salt Lake City, yeah. even up through next Wednesday. In the meantime, you can find all these bands. For some reason, couldn't fa- find Antagonize anywhere on social media. Tried to track them down, couldn't find it. Maybe it's just they're too new. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're trying to keep it pretty low key. Maybe. But I know I know they have a band camp. That's where I found some yes. of their stuff. And you can find their stuff on all streaming platforms as well. Triple B Records. Triple B Records. So you can find the other bands though on Deye. That's D E H Y E Y underscore U K. That's on Instagram. The rest on Instagram are at Follows Up Band at the Hi Fi Ninja at Dropkick Murphys at Lagwagon nineteen eighty nine at Mark underscore Unseen because the Unseen doesn't have one there, but Mark uh, posts all kinds of stuff for the Unseen on there. So go check it out there. At Amana Marth, at Hatebreed Official, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, you can be found where? I can be found on Instagram at Scary Uncle Eric or Scary Uncle underscore Eric97. You can find my bands Anonymous and Suburban Hellkill at Anonymous Band Official on Instagram. And at Suburban Hellkill on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Eric U Norris. Uh, again, my bands at Anonymous Band SLC and at Suburban Hell Kill. Perfect. And don't forget to go uh, track da- track down his stuff on Slug Mag. Oh, yeah. Some of the, the Lagwagon record, I did a review on that back when it came out in 2014. So feel free to go and uh, check out my words on that. Awesome. Bands you can find on Facebook at Daye, at the follow-ups, at Handy Capitalist, at the Hi-Fi Ninja, at Dropkick Murphys, at Lagwagon. Unseen is there. You can find him at The Unseen, Adam on a Marth, at Hate Breed shows at SLC Punkcast. You can also find the show because you already found us, but you can also find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, SLCPunkcast.com, plenty of other places, I'm sure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, fuck, what, what's next? We have a couple, uh, couple shows. We talked about those. Yeah. Halloween, Tribute to Todd Youth, all coming up. Make sure you stay tuned. Come back next week. Yeah. The funny thing is that Todd Youth episode will stay pretty themed in Halloween. Because right. he's been at a few horror punk bands. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's a good month to do it, unfortunately. But there it is. That's all she wrote. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.